Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with James Vagley and Ash Playstead. Being a successful mortgage broker is not just about offering great rates and great service. You need to become the best marketer, leader and strategist to outthink your competition. If you want to grow your mortgage business and do it smarter, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit www.brokerworkshop.com. That's brokerworkshop.com. Now, let's accelerate. Here's James and Ash. So let's talk about extracting referrals from real estate agents. Ash, this would have to be at the top of your list of all time, I would say. Uh, hands down, James. Uh, how are you doing, my friend? Yes. Uh, look, it's, it's, it's this topic of real estate agents that uh, either excites or puts the fear of God into mortgage brokers. Me personally, uh, I love working with real estate agents. I've had very productive relationships and basically it constituted about 80% of, you know, all of the business I ever wrote came from referrals from real estate agents. So, yeah, it's, it's my favourite topic. Good, good. Well, let's talk about extracting referrals from agents. And the good news, I guess, is it's not what most mortgage brokers, loan officers think. And let's talk a little bit about you writing over a thousand loans or something with just three to four real estate agents. Now, we'll get to that later in this episode, but maybe we can start with the secret, you know, one or two things that from your decades of experience and doing this with thousands of deals over the years, what would you sort of put this down to if you could uh, distill it? I'll have to kill you if I tell you, James. You know that. It's, uh, it's, the, it's the secret. Look, it, it's a secret, but it's not a secret. So for me, um, yes, I wrote somewhere around a 1,000 loans, several hundred million dollars of business, all from a small group of three or four agents. Occasionally, one came or went, and I added someone else in. But it's not, as you say, it's not about going about out and having 20 or 30 relationships with agents who might give you a loan every now and again. For me, it was about working out how many referrals I needed to hit my goal. I wanted to write 20 plus loans a month and I worked out how many referrals from real estate agents I needed per week and then I just built relationships with three or four agents that I identified not the high-performing one in the office, not the low-performing one, but just the ordinary, everyday real estate agent. And as I said, not the high flyer necessarily, not the whole office. I never, ever built relationships with whole offices. There, there might be some brokers who do that. But for me, four agents who I invested a lot of time and effort into on the basis of each of them would refer me a couple of clients a week. So four agents, two referrals a week, that's eight a week times four weeks, that's 32 a month, at a close rate of 80%, there's my 25 loans, month in, month out. Because, James, the bottom line is, you know, brokers are always looking for loans, right? So my attitude is, yes, there's lots of other strategies to generate loans, and you do need some diversity. But my attitude was, go where the fish are, right? So who has got clients who need a loan right now? Real estate agents, because the person's either bought or wants to put an offer on a property. So I just built relationships with agents who I had a connection with and who I treated like gold and who I, as I called it, my drop everything and answer the phone list. So I could be 
you know, I could be, um, you know, lying in bed watching a movie at night. And if that agent rings, I'll turn the movie off and I'll take their call. So, you know, I treated them like gold and I got the gold back from them. So, yes, is that my secret? I guess it is. But I can only reaffirm how important it is to have real estate agents in your network of referrers because they have the clients who need loans right now. That client's either going to get a loan from you or from somebody else. And then you just go from there. So let's talk about quality and quantity because we see a lot of mortgage brokers, particularly in the US as well with loan officers, it's all about going out and connecting and having 30 or 40 realtors and real estate agents uh, referring to you or at least on your books knowing of you. Whereas you're sort of talking about just having three or four. So tell me why you would prefer three or four over 30 or 40. Well, there's a couple of things, right? So the the first thing is um, just to add one little bullet point here, so to speak, and that is that I, over over four years of doing this and writing a thousand loans, I would have probably referred no more than three or four buyers back to those agents. So a lot of mortgage brokers think it has to be this two-way referral stuff, right? That might apply in some relationships, but you'll never be able to refer to a real estate agent in the volume that they refer to you. So that's, I just want to dispel that myth. If anyone's holding on to that, that they need to share potential buyers with a real estate agent to get referrals. That is not true. That's the first thing. The second thing is, I mean, we're all busy, right? Um, Why would I want to be trying to maintain 20 or 30 relationships with real estate agents that might or might not give me a referral once every two or three months? I mean, my opinion is, James, they're not referral partners. They're just people you have a coffee with occasionally. So for me... Yes, you might need to talk to 20 people. You know, you might need to talk to 10. You might need to talk to 30 people. But I always had an aim, and I would highly recommend any mortgage pro do this, is have an aim to talk to as many people as you need to until you find the three or four or five that you connect with that refer to you on the basis that you consider to be a professional partner. And that might be one per week, two per week, whatever the maths that are required for your particular formula, your particular business. And this applies globally. This is not a US or an Australian or any other particular market. Most real estate agents want a mortgage pro that can make them look good, make their life easier, make getting property sales and purchases to settlement in a much more reliable, stress-free way. And that's the secret. The secret is not sharing money with them. The secret is helping them make more money in less time by taking the finance hassle out of the process. Exactly. And I, I think a lot of mortgage professionals go after 10 or 20 or 30 or 40. Oh, I've got 100 real estate agents or realtors or partners referring to me. Maybe because they need that many. It's a Again, it's quality and quantity. If you probably need to have 50 because they're all only giving you the occasional lead once a week or once a, sorry, once a month or when they think about it. It's, it's that sort of reverse, not reverse psychology, but it's, you know what I mean? Like 
people think, mm. well, surely more is better. Surely if I have 30 agents referring me over three, that's going to be better. But you can't physically maintain 30 relationships to the level where you're actually going to get a regular stream of business versus nurturing three or four key partners that you know intimately, you connect with them in lots of different ways consistently and strategically so that you don't just get one lead a month or randomly from them. It's every single week, multiple. And I think that's yep. where the, it's a different mindset to have. So there's probably two elements, I think, to this conversation. It's, it's that change in mindset and it's also about a change in approach from randomness, which is what most people do, coffees, chats, you know, the same old stuff to a strategic approach. And I think that's what we should dovetail into now, which is, well, if everybody's out there knocking on doors and having coffees and um, doing the same old bringing muffins to the office and going for lunches, having a beer, then how do we do it differently and strategically? Because, you know, showing up and buying people coffees doesn't necessarily work. That's a very good point, James. And look, I mean, real estate agents will eat your muffins, drink your coffee, take your freebies up the yin-yang, right? But that, that's not why they will give you referrals. That's something that you would bake into an overall relationship quite right. Real estate agents hate the milk run. I mean, I used to, the agents that I used to work with used to tell me they'd see competitor brokers approaching their office and they'd go hide behind the desk and tell the office girl, tell them I'm not here. Because they did the milk run. As you said, the milk run is, oh, g'day, it's Bob the broker, you got any deals for me. And that doesn't work, right? Yes, marks for being persistent, but it actually doesn't work. Strategic persistence is what works. So, you know, you know, James, you know, we, we work with our clients this way and it's how I worked as um, a broker, no doubt you too, and that is I would strategically work out what is the biggest pain point for a real estate agent. Well, that's number one. Start there. What is the biggest pain point for a real estate agent? Now, you don't need to be a Rhodes Scholar to figure this out, right? Is they are driven by collecting commission checks at settlement. Therefore, the biggest pain point is settlements not happening, which affects their financial circumstance and their reputation. So what's the biggest point? Is the biggest cause of that? It's finance problems. So there lies the strategic focus of a game plan to take to communicating with real estate agents. James, and we obviously go into this in a lot of detail when we work with clients, but from a high level, it's about working out, right, who are the agents I want to speak to? What's their major pain point? How am I going to open the door to get into a conversation with them? And then what am I going to say when I have that conversation that will motivate them to give me a try? Because that's one thing that a lot of brokers I don't think do that well, James, and that's actually ask for the business. Like it's only a relationship if they're giving you business. It's not a relationship if they're not giving you business. It's just somebody who you say hello to occasionally, right? <laughs> so, you know, it, it, as funny as that sounds, I, I'm sure that you know a lot of brokers out there having a chuckle to themselves saying, yeah, well, that sounds like my real estate agents. Well, you know, I would be revisiting those relationships with a positioning around 
solving the biggest problem they've got and doing it with your own particular style. And I guarantee you, within your immediate network, there will be three or four agents who are open to that conversation with you right now. Exactly. I, I, love, the, uh, I love the milk run <laughs> analogy because it's so true. I mean, people don't... The mortgage brokers aren't even thinking about this. They're knocking on doors and making cold calls and phone calling and things like that. And it's, I don't think many have ever stopped for a moment to go, how many other mortgage professionals, brokers, LOs, how many, of that, how many other phone calls have they already rejected today from someone trying to do business with me? And um, so you're right, like the milk run. So we've got to show up a little bit differently. And we've talked about this in some other episodes, I'm, I'm sure of it, that the way you show up is, is key. You know, what you say and how you show up is, is key because nobody wants to work with someone that's just like everybody else. Um, you have to um, show up differently, say something different, look different, whatever it happens to be, just something to make you stand out. And from there, you might get the chance to win them over with the right questioning and approach like you, like you talked about. But one thing we should mention is that, and this comes up a lot um, with, with people we work with and, and brokers over the years, is that I think a lot of mortgage professionals end up working with agents they don't like. And we see this, we see this all too often where uh, if you think about the pecking order ash, where I think a lot of mortgage brokers think of the agent as, you know, the number one, they're God. And I got to do everything in my power to suck up to them and win them over, throw commission at them, muffins, coffees, leads, whatever it happens to be. And um, I think it's really, it's a really bad positioning to do it that way. And number mm. two, and we, we could talk about that. And number two, what we should also talk about is the fact that just because somebody can give you business and is a real estate agent doesn't necessarily mean you should partner with them because everybody's personality is different. Everybody's business is different and we have to do business with people we like. It sure helps, James, and I, I absolutely couldn't agree more. This is a really important piece of the puzzle, um, particularly in context with real estate agencies. It's part understanding what they're really looking for and what they're not looking for. It's part understanding the process, the strategic process, the positioning, the communications, the words, the conversations to have to lead it to the outcome that you want. And then it's part repeating that until you find the three or four agents that you actually have a connection with, that you actually get on with each other. I mean, I'm a per perfect example of that, James. I mean, you guys obviously can't see me, but I'm, a, I'm a, a nerdy introvert. That's how I'll describe myself, a nerdy introvert. So, you know, uh, I don't get on with a lot of real estate agents. They don't get on with me. Who cares? You know, I, there's, there's plenty that do. The mission here is to find people who are like-minded, who get on with, you get on with each other. That's the idea here. If you don't, you know, walk away. I, I also have what I call the two-week rule, James. I don't know whether you've heard me use that one before. I have the two-week rule with any new real estate agent that I work with, and that is once we've had, you know, a meeting of the minds, 
and a coffee, a beer, a Zoom call, whatever it happens to be. And I said, right, give me a chance. Let me show you how I can help you, right? So I'll be waiting for your call. If they haven't referred me at least one valid client in the first two weeks maximum, that's it. That's not a valid relationship and I'll move on to the next one. And I think that's one of the things that I would encourage any mortgage pros to, you know, don't collect a bunch of C-grade relationships. Collect a small bunch of A-grade relationships. It's like friendships. It's like friendships. It's like dating. I mean, you know, you, you just want one partner or you just want a few great friends. This is a little bit like that. We don't, you know, people these days have like hundreds or thousands of, you know, so-called Facebook friends, but how much value are we getting from the 500 or a thousand people who we're friends with on Facebook? It's the same with real estate agents. We don't need 500 friends. We need, um, a few really close friends. There's been studies about this, that, you know, people are happiest when they have a close circle of three, four, five, six friends. We can transition that exact same concept into business. If you look after, like, and treat them like best friends, three, four, five, six people, then you are going to get out what you put in. So I think when we talk about this concept of, you know, extracting more referrals from, from agents, I think it's, we, we just, we want to flip it on its head. We want to actually have quantity, quality, I should say. We want to have quality instead of quantity. We want to have strategic alignment as opposed to just the hope for the best strategy. You know, the coffees and muffins and that's the hope for the best type strategy, just making lots and lots of calls. Um, and we want to think of ourselves as mortgage professionals on par with agents. We don't need to suck up to agents in a way they should be sucking up to us. You know, this is a friendship. This is not a, uh, you know, king and servant relationship, which a lot of mortgage professionals make the mistake of falling into the servant role, looking up to the agent. It's you got to come in at the same level of them with, with the same level of confidence and value and build that, key partnership like a friendship and give it the, the time and energy and value that it needs to actually produce results. And if you follow this method we've been talking about, it, it's easier. It's a lot easier to have three, four, five great partners than 30 average ones. And it's more, it's more valuable. It's more fun. It's a lot easier. And you, you don't need to worry about all these fancy strategies and tactics to, you know, so-called extract more leads from partners. You just do what you need to do and the leads will come. So that's, I guess, where I'd say on that. I'd love to tell a, a, a short story here if we've got a moment, James, which I think um, people might find interesting. Just to prove the point about this works as a takeaway, this works. It always has worked works now, always will work because relationships are everything, not your level of expertise. And to prove it, I used to do this back in the day, right? I won't say how far back in the day, but it's, you know, almost in a previous century. Um, that I, if somebody wanted to come and join me as a broker, you know, I had a process to locate um, people to come and work in my business as a broker that, you know, they had a desire and I had an opening. So they would come and work. Um, but before they even started, um, what I would often do is to say, right, 
for the next two days, I want you to go around and introduce yourself to real estate agents and see if any of them are prepared to refer you clients. And they'd be like, well, I don't know anything about broking. And I would give them a process to follow that was devoid of relying on expertise. It was full of relying on relationships and a couple of other ingredients that were baked into that mix. But essentially, they would go out, knock on the doors or visit real estate agents, ring them, follow the process I'd give them. And I would say with probably 80 to 90% of the time, two days later, they would, be, or even before, they would be, holy crap, I've got three referrals and I've got no idea what to do. <laughs> so the point here I want to be clear about is you can win referrals from real estate agents irrespective of your level of experience, irrespective of your level of knowledge of lending. Yes, when it comes to dealing with the client and getting a loan process, you're going to need help, right? either yourself or your team around you. But in the agent's eyes, you know, they will refer to you because of your relationship skills, not because of your knowledge. All day. So I just day. thought that was a good story to share because anybody listening to this that's a new broker and is thinking, oh, you know, I can't really visit real estate agents because I don't really know enough about broking just yet. This ties into what you just said, James, about fucking up to agents and feeling as though you've got to earn their support. It's, trust me, I can only say over 36 years of doing this, that that is false, a false limiting belief. It is false. Yeah, 100%. And this, this comes back to a lot of people might go, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not you, Ash. I'm not, a, you know, I'm, not, I'm not that great at building relationships. Or I'm not. It's, it, it comes down to a system. And, you know, we have our system, which we call key partnerships, you know, a, a multi-step process of, you know, finding, building and nurturing partners. It, where if you have the right system and you say the right things at the right time and you actually have a, a strategy you can follow, then this stuff, this stuff does work. I think people make it overly complicated um, by not having a process. It is very complicated when you think about it to manage lots of different people. And when was the last time I spoke to Bob? And when did I speak to Jane last? Um, if you don't have a system, it makes building these partnerships incredibly difficult. And that's probably why a lot of people aren't getting the leads, aren't getting the referrals that they want from their agents because they don't have a system. They don't have a system for developing and nurturing these key partnerships or they're just approaching it wrong. So I guess in, in summary, I would, you know, for me, it's two things. It's you don't have to be amazing at selling and amazing at networking. It's about, it's about doing something different and following a system that consistently puts you in front of the right people at the right time because 95% of other mortgage professionals aren't doing this stuff. So for me, it's just all about showing up differently and having a system to make sure you do it and not forget. Because forgetting is, uh, well, forgetting is, you know, one of the key sins in broking and especially partnerships too. It's like forgetting your wife's birthday or your anniversary. You cannot forget when it comes to <laughs> partnerships. Referral partners are the same. Build a system. Uh, you're so right, James. And look, as with everything that we believe in, systems and processes are everything. And if I can just talk a little bit about persistence here, and I think a lot of a lot of brokers, you know, I've got a mindset of you know just 
just persist, 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 and you'll get the result. And to an extent, there's some truth in that. But what we say and what, you know, what I absolutely have proven to myself is that having a system is more important initially than being persistent. Like if you're persisting with the wrong things, it's not going to work, right? Or you're going to have to burn a hell of a lot of wood to get a tiny little bit of fire, right? What I would say is if you've got the strategy and the process on how to do this, right, how to show up, what to say, what steps to take, and how to position yourself, and you are persistent with that strategy, you will put yourself ahead of 95% of the competition. And then, James, it's just a matter of visiting enough agents until you find the three or four that are your kind of people. I I love the um, system persistence thing because it makes sense. People People that are persistent without a system are just annoying. (laughs) that's the milk run that's the milk run that's the milk run so if you are out there right now cold calling door knocking and persisting without a smart showing up differently system effectively what you're doing is you're being annoying and people don't want to hear from you so you you need to come up with a smarter system first then persist on that and i think that's uh that's the perfect way to end this conversation ash i think it's been um, ex- extremely valuable and extracting referrals is something a lot of people struggle with and uh, it comes down to system and then persistence. Love it. I think we'll dive into this a lot more in coming episodes. Certainly uh, if anybody's listened to this and wants to uh, sort of comment or reach out and send us a message that you'd like us to dive into any particular aspects of this conversation in another episode, uh, well, I think it's obvious how much we love this. Um, and how valuable we know it is for brokers. So, yeah, we'd certainly love to um, to dive deeper in other episodes, James. Sounds good, Ash. We'll uh, see you next time then. Bye for now. Cheers, mate. Bye. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration. It's now time to grow your mortgage business, your income and your lifestyle too. If you want to accelerate and learn from the best, head over to brokerworkshop.com and join the next deep dive training with James and Dash. That's www.brokerworkshop.com. Until next time, go get them.